This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 660 of the School of Podcasting, we're talking burnout. What are the signs? What does it cause? And how to avoid it? And I've got an update and I want to help you avoid being kicked out of Apple Podcasts. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology. I help you face your fears and flatten the learning curve and then get you on the right path. To start a podcast that's going to have maximum impact with your audience. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. You can use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription and take advantage of the courses. There's about 16 out there that get you from your idea all the way into iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever you want to call it this week. You got weekly coaching that's live with you and me and a bunch of other people. And then you have my awesome Facebook group. Today on the show, I'm going to be talking burnout and playing you some clips from the Podcasters Roundtable. Now, if you say, but Dave, I'm not burned out. Yeah, you should still listen to this because we're going to give you some some clues on how to stay fresh. And speaking of fresh, let me tell you about something that is fresh and new. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Alitu. And you're like, the what? Check this out. It's a web app where people can log into their web browser and then use it to edit and produce their podcast episodes. They say mobile is coming soon. Let me give you an example of this. This could put me out of business. I have two people that I edit their audio for, and all I really do is I have their intro and outro music. They send me something they recorded. I put the intro and outro on. I make sure everything's level, and then I upload it to their website. Well, guess what Alitu does? Yeah, you you got it. You upload your intro, your outro music, And you can either upload the part you recorded or you can actually record right there on the browser and it stitches everything together. It levels out all the volumes. It's really pretty slick. In fact, you can even make your own intro. So if you want to, if you don't have an intro thing, you can find some music, talk over it. It will do all the leveling for that and, and dim the, not dim the music, lower the volume of the music so that your intro sounds great. Your outro sounds great. Then you click a button and it publishes to many of the popular media hosts. It's actually really cool. And like I say, it's going to put me out of business in terms of that. And uh, the idea behind Alitu is to make podcasting quick and simple as possible, removing a bunch of the tech barriers and to let you concentrate on the bit you do best, which is talking about something you love. And as I record this, this is Wednesday even though you're getting it on Monday, as you listen to this, I'm in New York and there's a really good chance that I might be using Alitu. All I have to do is upload the School of Podcasting intro and outro music and then bring a microphone with me, plug it into my laptop and I can record and publish right there. It's really super simple. So if you want to check it out, Alitu, now how do you spell that, Dave? It's A-L-I-T-U dot com. And if you don't think it's cool enough, it's from Matthew and, of course, Dr. Colin Gray over at The Podcast Host. I've known Colin for many moons, and when he told me he was putting this together, I'm like, heck yeah, I'll definitely uh, let me kick the tires on this, and uh, I'll let you sponsor 
through the month of March. Check it out again, alitu, A-L-I-T-U.com. I am lucky enough to know Ray Ortega. You can find him at podcasterstudio.com and rayortega.com. And he invited me to be a co-host on the Podcasters Roundtable. We've been doing that show for probably, wow, probably a lot longer than I think. Probably three or four years. It's myself, Ray Ortega. It's his show. And then he also asked myself and Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast.com. And we ask people to come on. Uh, in addition to ourselves, and Bandrew Scott came on from Podcastage and Ask Bandrew Podcast. Podcastage is his YouTube video where he reviews tons, and I mean tons of equipment. And Bandrew said, hey, let's talk about burnout. Now, you might be saying, Dave, I'm happy-go-lucky. I'm not even remotely close to burning out. I think you should listen anyway because we talk about what causes it. So here are some snippets. There's a lot more. We talked about uh, strategies for YouTube and how to shape your content. It's all over at podcastersroundtable.com. I'll put links in the show notes. But here is Bandrew, Ray, and myself talking burnout. When Dave, when did you, like, when were the first signs that you said, I might be burning out here? How how long ago and, and what were those signs? Well, just like right now, I'm in like mid burnout. Was this the first time though you felt that like you've been going forever? For me, it's stupid mistakes. Like you wake up in the morning and they're like, hey, do you know your show notes have like just boatloads of typos? And you're like, well, that's funny because I remember fixing those. And it turned out I had like three WordPress windows open and did it on one, but some save or whatever. So just stupid mistakes like that or... You forget an appointment like you scheduled with somebody and you didn't put on your calendar or just just little things you're like, eh, you know, this is things that make you look unprofessional for me. The other one is my desk. My desk is a great indicator of how things are going. And right now I can't see mine uh, because when things are going good, I'm, I'm neat and tidy and ready to go. Uh, my weight's another one because when I'm getting burnout, a lot of stuff coming through my uh, driver's side window that does not help. Uh, but I'm thinking it's going to be faster. And if you actually do the math on that, it's not. By the time I drive to Burger King, wait in the drive through come back, go through all the red lights and get back, I could have easily made my own dinner. But it's fast food, but it's not. So these are just some of the things. But the one for me, and then just uh, this afternoon, I ate lunch and fell asleep in a chair. That's that's a pretty big red flag. you know. And it's weird because you know this is going to happen. So like you set an alarm on your phone in case you fall asleep. Because like you don't want to wake up at three and go, wow, I was supposed to be back at work two hours ago. So those are some things for me that I just go. And it's the thing that sucks is when you know, hey, wow, I'm getting crispy. And you've got another two weeks of just keep your nose to the grindstone. What is crispy? And Do you just mean there's like a ton of high end in your microphone? That's it. It's a lot of that. It's uh, I need a DSer really bad. <laughs> um, but no, just just things where. Uh, we were joking earlier. It's an old saying, right? Your, your brain writes checks that your body can't cash mm. kind of thing where you just, you, you look at your schedule and you go, oh, that's, that's going to be a little busy. And then you're just like halfway through and going, Ugh. so that's, that's me. How about you, Bandrew? To be honest, my audience knew before I did. Mm. That's something that I think a lot of people don't think about. Your audience is incredibly smart and perceptive. And 
I would see an increasing number of comments saying, hey, you feeling all right there, man? You feeling okay? And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe I'm not. Maybe I have too much on my plate. But then the day job just keeps getting more stressful. Then there's just not as much joy in it as there was at the beginning. And it's like, well, that's why am I even doing it then? I don't want to stop making them, making reviews or making podcasts. So what can I do to resolve this issue? And it seems like I began dreading making a second video every single week because I was so exhausted. I felt like I didn't have anything new to say. I had not had time to contemplate what the next microphone really was. I was just going through the motions. So I feel like it was a mix of a loss of enjoyment in actually making the content, but also the audience knowing and telling me, hey, you doing okay, man? Because <laughs> they could see I was looking exhausted and I was just speaking more monotone and just seemingly bored with this with the stuff I was making. Sean McCabe in the chat, he says, this is the burnout litmus test. If you're wondering whether you're burned out, you already are. <laughs> yeah. uh, so if you start thinking about it, the question's popping in your mind. There's a reason, right? And so I guess a little bit about that reason. Can you, do you think you can pinpoint the cause in your case? So Bandrew, do you think you can pinpoint the cause of what made you feel burnt out? I think I can. And this is going to sound very, it's a standard answer, I think, but it was really, it came down to me starting to compare myself to others. I was looking at other YouTubers and podcasters and thinking, I need to do everything that they're doing because they are so much more successful than I am. But then when I started to get increasingly more tired and lose a little bit of enjoyment in what I was doing, I took a step back and realized, what am I doing? I am a single person. I work a day job. These are people who do this full time and they have entire teams. So it all began with me looking at these certain communities on YouTube and saying, look at how much they're doing. Look at how successful they're being. Look at how they're capitalizing on the news in this way. I need to do that too. You don't need to. You're all different people. Every single creator has a different workload. Every single different creator has different standards. We, we can't all do what MKBHD does. We can't all do what John Prosser and Front Page Tech does because we don't do this full time, at least not all of us. And we don't all have an entire team behind us supporting us in that. Now I'm going to hop in here. What's interesting about this is I only knew Bandrew from the outside. I knew as a a uh, subscriber to his YouTube channel that this guy was just pounding out videos left and right. And I assumed he was doing the YouTube thing as a living. I assumed he had maybe a team of, I don't know, maybe he had an intern or something. Surely it just wasn't him. And that, you know, sometimes we know as podcasters, when we see somebody doing multiple shows, we know the grind that it takes to create an episode. But I don't think maybe the average listener knows what goes on. I mean, I, if you think about it, when you watch a movie, isn't there a part of you when you're watching six minutes of credits and it's nothing but name after name after name and the third grip of the assistant director to the couch of the cousin of the 
boom writer. It's like, what? Wh- huh? There's that many people. Yeah, that's why, that's why it cost $80 million, whatever, to make a movie. Cause there's a whole team back there. And as a movie fan, I don't think about that when I'm watching the movie. I have no idea what it takes to watch a movie. There was a, uh, there's a YouTube clip of Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga when in the scene of A Star is Born, where in the movie, he calls his then girlfriend to come out and sing. She's very reluctant. And it's a really cool scene. And this was a, a, a movie. This was uh, the video of them shooting that. And it's amazing to see these awesome close-up shots of them singing, things like that. And you have no idea. There's literally a person a foot and a half away with a, a camera right in their face and another guy behind him making sure all the cables don't get tangled. I had no idea. And yet these people are just, I now get actors are much more talented than I thought. So we're not aware of what's really going on. And I think sometimes, A, the people that do this make it look so easy that we decide, well, I'm just going to have to work harder because it looks easy. And the truth is, and this is where the anchor thing I know. Hey, Dave can't make it through an episode without bashing anchor. Yeah. Did anchor make it easy to start a podcast? Sure. But that's not the problem. The problem isn't starting a podcast. I, I said this today. I went looking for a podcast. I don't think there's a, a podcast discovery problem. I think the problem is discovering a good podcast. That's the part that takes work. All right. Let's go back to Ray Bandrew and myself. It was interesting. I, I didn't make a video on it. I just did a community post on YouTube. And then on I that note, somebody it. left a comment saying, but you hardly release any videos. <laughs> and I was like, man, wow. I got a full-time job, but I do a podcast. Get off my back. <laughs> I said it much more civilly and I, I wasn't rude to the guy, but I just explained that this isn't my full-time job. So you can't expect me to be as prolific as other people. For well, it, free content. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard the the new Ron Burgundy podcast, you know, Will Ferrell? And it sounds like it's him and some woman that I've never heard of, off mic, by the way, which drives me nuts. And it sounds like you're thinking Will Ferrell is a improv genius as they're going through this whole thing and they get to the end. And I think it was nine different people help write that thing. I am curious, does burnout, does that, does burnout have to equal being busy or having too much to do, right? So yeah, I think it really does depend on on the person's capability of multitasking or at least handling stress. Stress. I know that I do not handle stress well. I internalize it. So do I. That's what the psychiatrist told me. And I said, how do I fix that? And he said, you got to figure it out. It's like, thanks. That, thanks. that doesn't help me at all. That doesn't help me at all. <laughs> so I, I do think it differs from the person. It is all relative. And somebody with just one project can easily burn out if they are, if they have a stressful day job, that one hour per week that they put into their show or those three hours, that could be what's necessary for them to keep an equilibrium, keep that last bit of sanity that they're hanging on to. Speaking from personal experience here. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to confuse burnout with pod fade because well, there are times yeah. when like I've got, I've got tons of energy. I'm not busy at work. I'm not stressed out. I just don't want to talk about this anymore. Mm. You know, and I want yeah. to go talk about something else. So that's not burnout. You just don't, you got bored with the subject. Yeah. That's just boredom. But this mm-hmm. is like, I would love to do more, 
I'm try, I've got, you know, 17 plates spinning and I'm thinking about starting an 18. That's when you're like, and, and you're okay. just, you're, so for Good. me, at least that's what, what it is. What are the effects of burnout then? Okay. If it's not boredom, it's not just, and I just don't, I don't have a topic and I'm forced to pick one because, Hey, it's the next week. You know, what, how does burnout manifest if it's not just, I just don't want to talk about this. I, I think it's, this may seem melodramatic, but it's this overwhelming sense of dread. <laughs> just mm. everything seems too much to handle. I would wake up and then I'd be dreading going to work. I would, when I was leaving work, I'd be dreading having to jump in and make another video. I'd be dreading having to research a microphone or do any of these things. And it's not for the lack of me enjoying talking about audio gear because I love that stuff. It is just, I didn't have the mental capacity to take on any more or do it another day. I needed to be able to watch some freaky horror film to put everything in perspective where I could just say, you know what? At least I'm not being murdered in my day-to-day life. <laughs> I think it's, it's, would you say it's kind of, you lose some of your sharpness maybe? Yeah, I, I definitely think that is the case because when I get in that position, and I am sure a lot of creators would agree with this, it's you start to let a few things slide. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, that's good enough. You're not up to your usual standard. And that's when I think you risk alienating your audience. So it may actually be beneficial for your career, for your show, for your YouTube channel, whatever it is, to take a break or take a step back or in my case, reduce your release schedule so you have some time to decompress and spend that extra time to relax, get some, get some sanity back and then start working on the next one. You have a little bit more time to, to focus on stuff. And then also a cool thing about taking some time for yourself is you may find some inspiration and that'll get you excited about it again. But if you're constantly just grinding and grinding and grinding, you don't have time for yourself. You don't have time to find new things to be excited about because it becomes such a routine. And that's something that I'm finally starting to get to the point where it's like, oh yeah, I remember I liked listening to music. What is that? (laughs) I liked playing guitar. What in the world? (laughs) Do you think there's any external pressures that come with burnout? Like, is there a reason why we're pushing so hard? Does it all come from within, I would think? Or or is there is there something external? If we don't show up every week, does our show drop, right? Do we not, do we not, you, just, you know, is the algorithm going to punish us, right? That's, that's the answer. We're all worried. Like what happens if, if, I if, don't we, nev- if, if we never take our, our foot off the gas? We have no idea what will happen if we take our foot off the gas. Except all and, of the, all of us have, I believe. Well, Dave, I don't know if you take your foot off the gas ever, no, but no, I haven't. You're and too scared. Well, I mean, when you, when you hit a deer on the way home and you're recording your podcast at two in the morning in a hotel because you haven't missed a Monday in 12 years, that's a problem. That's where it's like, I think you're, and, and that's the thing I always do. Tell you people, recognize that as a problem? You yeah. think that's a problem? Do you think that's a problem? Ah, uh, yeah. Because here's the thing. If your audience truly knows, likes, and trusts you and they go, hey, Dave, where's the show? And you go, oh, I hit a deer on the way home. Sorry. They're not going to go, oh, that's it, man. I'm unsubscribing. You know, if they truly like you, they're going to, you know, my, you know, whatever, grandma died again or whatever the thing is. If they truly, (laughs) if you have a connection with your audience, they're going to understand that, sorry, 
I chopped off my foot with a whatever, you know, they're going to like, so I think that's, but we don't, we, we always like, we don't want to let them down. And I think that's part of being a content creator is at the core. It's you're serving an audience. I want to help them. I want to show them this cool tool or whatever. And so we don't want to let them down. But it, you know, if we went back to the old uh, flight instructor, right, you have to put the air mask on the child first before putting on you, you got to take care of you. Or no, is that backwards? You put it on you before. Yeah, putting on your yeah, kid. better put it on yeah, you. Yeah, I got that backwards. <laughs> yeah. If you pass out, you can't put the mask. Yeah, on Yeah, you can't child. put on the kid. Also, yeah, take- also, Dave's grandma's a cat. She has nine lives. That's amazing. She's yeah. two lives gone. <laughs> I want to meet grandma your grandma. Bernie. She's amazing. Yes. Did I ask what the difference between pressure and burnout is? Is there a difference? Feeling the the feeling of pressure. Or does, does the feeling of pressure lead to burnout? I guess it's a question. I, I think pressure leads to burnout. And the pressure comes from back, back to the question I was trying to ask. Where's the pressure come from? I, I think it is, it's both internal and external. I think we have these expectations for where we want to be, what we measure our success to be. And then we have these tools that we use to get there. In my instance, or in my case, it's YouTube. And YouTube has an algorithm that we have to please, but we also have the audience. And something that I was surprised by, something that kept me going when I was feeling burned out was fear of disappointing the audience, thinking that if I said, I'm going to take a step back and slow down, I would get hate. I was, I received some of the nicest comments that I've ever received. It's amazing how much your audience will support you if you're honest with them and just say, you know what? I still love doing this. I want to continue to do it, but I need to slow down for a bit and get to a point where I feel like I'm mentally able to continue to do it. But, but I think it's both internal and external because we got to appease the YouTube gods. We need to make sure that we, it, it's very easy to abuse your audience's trust and say, okay, well, they, they, allowed me to take this one break. I'm going to take a break every single week or every single month. When you get to that point, then it becomes, I think that is when you'll start to lose support from your audience. If you start to abuse that give and take relationship that you have with them. It's an interesting question because I tend to just stop doing things and then throw stuff down the feed when it's available. I mean, the podcaster studio, I mean, the audience is great. Uh, it's very irregular at this point. And so, go ahead, Dave. What has that done to your numbers? Nothing. <laughs> See, that's, so if that's you want to test uh, that, that doesn't mean it applies to any, anyone. Right. It, it probably does mean I'm not, I have not grown to the level that uh, who, who wants, I don't know. I don't do advertising. Like who cares? Like if you like the show, you're subscribed, you listen. Cool. I've never understood the idea of unsubscribing to something you love just because the person wasn't there regularly, it's time shifted. Like if something shows up, ooh, cool. Now I get it. I have my favorite podcast. And if they're not there on Monday, because that is the one I listen to religiously, I'm pretty disappointed. You know, interesting question, David. I don't see that it's done anything. Dare I say it's helped because there's that one episode sits at the top longer and it just has more time to be consumed. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that's a good thing, but. But from a listener of your show, when I see one, I actually jump, like, I'll look in, I'm like, I go to my podcasting category in Overcast, and I'm like, oh, wow, there's a thing from Ray right to the top of the list because you only put out stuff when you have something to say. Yeah. As, well, it's Thursday, 
and I promised one every Thursday. So today, I don't know, but we'll think of something though. I'm not, I'm done. I'm ejecting already. And so I, I think that's why your numbers maybe haven't gone down is you put out really good stuff. Maybe. Thank you. And, and yet I marvel at your ability to be there with the school. I'll just always there. And, and it, Brings a sense. It's it's comforting. I'm like, oh well, there's always a school of podcasting. Like it'll be there. Like if I need to listen, and it's like good. It, it doesn't feel phoned in. I mean, we do. We're in the same niche, and I, and I yeah. and I'm like, he just keeps coming up with stuff, and it's fantastic. And I half the time I'm like, yeah, I don't um, I don't want to cover news or something like that. But you do a great job there. Um, just to peel back the 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 curtain, it's Thursday, and I have no idea what my show is going to be about on Monday. So because, there would never I, be the thought of not doing the show. Right. You're no, doing that, it because so why are you doing one? Uh, well, I, this is where I will go back and God bless Evernote for me. I have a f- notebook called episode ideas and I just haven't looked at it in a while because I haven't needed to because stuff kept popping yeah. up with gear and interviews and cool stories. But now I'm kind of like, hmm, uh, and I'm just I'm going to go to Evernote and go, oh, yes, there was this or let's talk about crutch words or let's talk about, you know, should I have my podcast on a separate website or and i just there's all sorts of ways for me yeah. to get answers i can spend a 10 minutes at Quora and find three ideas it for definitely episodes. helps to jot down every idea you have when you have it i think yes. that's definitely a way to do it to, to ease the stress of what the heck am i going to do because every week is a typical content production schedule and it barrels down on you fast right really fast soon as you yeah. soon as you push something out that next one is coming right behind and it, it is that's where it starts to feel really like a lot of pressure. And now what I was cool. thinking about Dave, when you said that just one sec is that with my, I'm lucky in the case that I think I built the foundation, right? So the people who like the podcaster studio, they stick around, right? But you couldn't get away with that probably early on, or could you, and you just wouldn't build very fast. Like what are your goals? Really? I, I think you have to know what, why the heck you're doing this. I do it for enjoyment. Right. And, and when I, as opposed to the YouTube channel, which actually started making, I would call decent money. It's not like I'm going to make a living on it. Money changes that pressure, right? Because you think the, mm. the, the checks get smaller and you're like, well, wait, I want the, the better checks. As opposed to the <laughs> podcast where more, time, more times than not, I think it's easier to monetize on YouTube than it is a podcast. And that's debatable, obviously. But money does change it. But anyways, I was just thinking that that we've each built a foundation that allows us to then you know, I'm going to take a break or I'm not as regular, but you've built in an audience that enjoys your content and the way you deliver it. So there's something, I think there's a difference there between a, an established content creator and a new content creator, but really what changes you don't build as fast. I mean, does it matter? You're not trying to please a sponsor. Yeah. I I don't know if it really would matter if you're, if you're just starting out, I, I do think that when you are starting out, you should, be willing to make a few more sacrifices if you are committed to it. Not if it's a, not if it's just for fun, not if it's just a hobby. Who cares? If you want to take a break, take a break. You don't care about the audience, but if you want to grow an audience, if you want to grow your influence as dirty as that word <laughs> makes me sound or feel, <laughs> then I think you definitely need to sacrifice and really commit to grinding it out because no matter what platform you're on and Regardless of how cliche it sounds, it is a tremendous grind making content and growing an audience and developing trust with your audience. I think that is 
the most difficult thing, growing that respect between yourself and your audience so that they will actually trust what you're saying or want to hear what you're saying. I think that brings up an interesting point of the, if you care about your audience, if you want to build trust with your audience, like there's pressure in that, right? When you're Mm -hmm. starting out, you're like, I'm really started a podcast because I wanted to speak into a microphone and just geek out on the thing I do. But now I have an audience and people who rely on me. Mm -hmm. Like what is the, let's, let's unpack a little bit of the, the, I now have to uh, respect the audience that has shown up to geek out with me. Like there's always this fear that you're, you're not respecting the audience if you don't show up that week. So on the note of respecting my audience, I have a little bit of a different take because I do audio gear reviews. And if I were to start to phone it in or start to put out misinformation or incorrect information, that's a little different. If you're misleading, it's different, but yeah. But, but I, I think it really does come down to showing people that they can trust you as a good source. And as your audience does grow, that does add pressure. That's something that I have, that may have contributed to burnout actually, because I have over the last year started to realize, oh crap, the things that come out of my mouth have weight. I need to think good, long and hard about every single thing that I'm saying, because I received an email from a company that I made a bad review about begging me to take down the review. And I was like, I'm sorry, but no, it was a bad microphone. (laughs) You did a really bad job on this thing. But my words have weight to them. And as your audience grows, you have more responsibility that could lead to uh, that added pressure. Wait till they threaten to sue you. That's even oh. more fun. <laughs> that's that's no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm burned out and I'm going home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, I'm, I'm packing up. I'm not even making yeah. money at this and you want to take all the money I make doing something else. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you're kidding me, right? No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. Uh, I should have, I should have called their bluff, but I changed my article. Right. So, Bandrew, I mean, one of your strategies was to, you cut down your schedule, right? Yeah, yeah. Just roll back the schedule. Be honest with the audience about why you're doing it. It's not going to be permanent. I was going to say, is that a, did you roll back permanently or is it, you're going to ramp it back up? Like you feel, so just as you heal, you're going to then put yourself back in the same place? I'm not going to do it right away. I'm allowing my time, myself time to relax and recuperate. And then I need to come up with a way to make it more sustainable. I need to find a workflow that will not make me get to the same point of just exhaustion. So it's not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be next week. It may not be next month that I ramp it back up, but eventually I will. And that's because there's so much cool gear that I enjoy talking about. And I think I have 30 things on my desk that I need to review. Wow. And that would take me half a year with one video per week. So now do you feel pressure when you see that stack? Only if it's stuff that I'm not excited about there. Mm. That that's something that I struggle with when I have to review a lot of these mass produced Chinese microphones that are just the same microphone rebranded. 
I just want to put my head through the dang wall. But when it's a new blue microphone, not the, not the new Yeti, the new blue Ember, or if it's the new pod mic, whenever that comes out, I'm excited about that. And I legitimately have fire. I'm just like, I got to get my hands on that and play with it and share how cool this thing is. It's so much fun. So if it's a stack of stuff that I think is interesting, no, there's no pressure or dread. But when it's a stack of garbage microphones that I know aren't going to be fun (laughs) or not going to be good, then absolutely. One word that it has all come down to for me, and that's priority, prioritizing things. But yeah, I mean, for me, it has to be, it has to be work first. Then it's, you know, family, even myself. And then it's maybe content because content is for me a hobby. Yes. Does it make money? Yes. Do I consider that my income? No. That is like a side benefit of making content. It's certainly not why I started making content. So you really have to prioritize. And I may not have done it right all the time where sometimes I'm like, I just don't show up for months. Um, when I go quiet, you know, I've probably taken on something that I, I consider something that I feel like I should do and I have to burn something. Something has to get burned down. And a lot of times that's, you know, you don't see an Instagram story from me from like a month. It's a priority. It's a priority type thing. A lot of it is like, what can I do? How much of it can I do? And I want to produce regular content all the time. But, you know, for me, it's been a, like, if you follow me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, podcast, you'll get something from me consistently. It just, you don't know what platform it's going to be on. So (laughs) it's not the best model. But again, to myself, I have to say, this is, this is what I do for fun. This is what I do for fun. So it has to be fun. Uh, yeah. That's something that, that I have, it took me a long time to realize. And I've heard it on better podcasting a lot. I, I know that's a, a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. It, it is, this is your hobby. If it's not fun, why are you doing it? So make sure that it is fun. And for me, again, this is a hobby. So if it's making me miserable, why would I do it? If somebody is doing something that's making them miserable uh, to, to fill in their free time, why would you be doing that? You know what's tough is because you do start that way and then it starts to make money. Mm-hmm. And then things change, right? Again, you're like, well, if I stop, I'm used to getting that money. Um, right. Sponsors aren't going to come. People aren't going to ask me to review stuff. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm going to drop behind everyone else. So it does change because if you got in because you love it, you probably create good content because you love it. You probably show up regularly because you love it. And that gets recognized by third parties. And they say, wow, we want this person talking about our stuff. And so, you know, I mean, probably all of us have had that. Bandrew, I'm sure you make money from the YouTube channel you have. Dave, there's got to be money in it for you. You have the school of podcasting. How does... So it almost is like it evolves. It starts as passion and almost inevitably, if unless you're just like, I refuse to take money because this is my hobby and cool, that's you've prioritized that. But how does it change it? How does that how does that how does starting off from passion and then and then it turns into something more? It doesn't have to be money. It could be number of followers. Um, it could be recognition in the space or speaking at a conference. If I drop off I'm not going to be included in this year's podcast movement because I'm not relevant. All those things. Like, how does that evolution of becoming and let's just call it an influencer? No one's throwing up. We're good. Okay. How does it change? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how to quantify how it actually does change things. 
I know it does and it's going to be different for every person. Yes, I make money with what I do, but do I personally see any of that money? No, I don't get to do anything fun with that because I made a terrible business business decision to buy everything that I review to remain as, I guess, keep as much journalistic integrity as possible in most cases. So I made a bad decision to, to go down that road. So I don't see much of it. I think a way that it could very easily start to affect people is they feel like they need to adopt this certain lifestyle that you see all over social media. You see these large creators, these large influencers. I know, again, vomiting everybody who's listening, but (laughs) you see them on yachts. You see them going out to dinner every night, going to bars, doing all these crazy things. And as you grow and as you make that money, you may think, I need to do that too to fit into the crowd. Well, you don't. You don't have to do that. Be smart with your money. If you have, if you're starting to get paid, save some, save some money for God's sake. And, and don't let it dictate everything that you're deciding to do with the endeavor. Because once you let the money start telling you, you got to do this to make X dollars, it'll backfire. Just look at YouTube and ad deals. There is always a drama because somebody advertised a shady company for a bag of $200,000. And that creator gets so much hate and it it could easily destroy somebody. So I, I don't know how, but it can. <laughs> Long-winded way of saying that. In the immortal words of Cindy Lauper, money changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> but for for me, it's weird because it's about somehow trying to get this this pie of life health, hobby, money, marketing, SEO. That's the fun thing. You you get into, I want to talk into a microphone. Wait, what? Keywords? And wait, no, huh? And now I got to get my domain authority number up. There's another stat I can track and obsess over. And I can't yet balance when my weight goes up and then I will like, all right, that's enough. I'm at my heavy. Right now I'm at my heaviest I ever get, which is 225, which is my crap. All right. So something's going to give and I'm going to change and I will focus on that for however, and I'll get down to like 210 and then I'll like, okay, well, this is going good now. This is good. Got this going. And then you start doing this and I can't find the balance to where everything, where my weight goes down, my podcasts go up, the money goes up. It's always, it's like whack-a-mole. And that's when I figure it out, I'll let you know. (laughs) <laughs> there's this other thing called life where you don't have control over everything. And it's, and that then of course, because you have no control leads to back to our main point, stress and burnout. Right. A little metal there for my friend, Bandrew. A couple things I want to point out here. Number one, you don't know when you see that guy standing on the boat, that boat's probably rented. You know, I didn't know that Will Farrell had a, team of nine writers writing his podcast. So these people that make it look really, really easy and you go, how are they doing it? It's because they're not doing it the way you're doing it. And they may have an advantage that you don't have yet. Keep that in mind. Uh, One of the things that Andrew said that really started his kind of pressure was comparing himself to other content creators. I'm here to tell you, It's hard not to do. 
uh, many moons ago. As I write this, I'm I'm getting ready for the John Lee Dumas roast at Podfest. And one of the things I had to quit doing was looking at that guy's income report. Same thing for Pat Flynn, because it was meant to inspire people to look what I can do. And instead, it was like, I want to jump out the window. Not because John's not talented, by the way, but it was just like, ah, I'm working so hard. And how is, you know, you compare yourself to others and it's just not good. The other thing is, I I am all about consistency. If you can schedule and produce your podcast on a schedule, the cool thing is your audience will make it part of their routine. But that audience, you are part of their routine because they enjoy your show. And as Bandrew said, as long as you don't abuse it, I thought about this as I'm recording this on a Wednesday night. I could have easily said, hey, guys, and that's group speak. So I would have said, hey, thank you so much for listening because you don't want to do the group speak thing. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you showed up. Hey, just so you know, the next two weeks I am traveling. I'm going to New York for the on-air fest, and then I get back on Tuesday, and I leave Wednesday for PodFest. And I'm just not going to have a whole lot of time to work on content that is up to my standards. You know I always want to bring you the best. And I might get a chance to do kind of a report from On Air Fest. I might get to. And then I, I'll probably do something after PodFest. But I may not be here next week. I don't know that any would be like, what? Now, there is a weird part of me that says I've been doing this for 15 years and I've never missed a Monday. And that's just, you know, no again, if your audience loves you and you don't show up, they're probably going to be worried. They're going to go, oh, my God, Dave is dead. Somebody killed Dave. But that's why you have to let them know. Hey, here's what's going on. Can I give you an example of one? Uh, my buddy, Daniel J. Lewis, from the Audacity to Podcast.com and Podcaster Society, he was very public. He said, look, I need to take some time. I'm going to back off. And I'm going to work on my marriage. And I guarantee you, well, I can't guarantee you, but I could see where it would be easy to feel like I'm failing my podcast audience. And I'm here to tell you, I admire that guy. I really do, because he's doing the right thing. We all just talked about how you feel pulled in to serve your audience. And he's serving the right people. I'll give you another example. My buddy, Kale Nelson. If you're a long-time listener to the show, Kale came on. He was a guy that did a show about ham radios. And he actually had a sponsor before he had a podcast. How cool is that? And that show took off. He had plenty of sponsors. He had plenty of downloads. And it took a lot of time. And Kale has like a gaggle. He has like a palette of children. He has a lot and they're awesome kids. I've met him and his wife is awesome. And it was a case where even though he's a stay at home dad and he homeschools and such, it was digging into family time. And Ray put it out there. It comes about priorities. And if this is a hobby, then it's a hobby. And if people know, like, and trust you, they'll understand and Kale came to me and said, hey, I need to shut down a podcast. And I'm like, okay, which one? He goes, Ham Radio 360. And I'm like, whoa, isn't that like your big show? And he goes, yep. 
I admire that guy because he's doing the right thing. So keep that in mind. And there's no rule that says he can't bring that back in six years when the kids are grown. You never know. And so what are your options? You can either A, make a shorter show, keep your same schedule, cut back on your schedule, or as Bandrew said, he cut back on his schedule and it allows him to then miss what he's doing. And I know for me, I'm a guitar player. I keep a, typically I have a guitar in my office. That is for me, aspirin and ibuprofen, all that stuff is great. If I really want to chill out, put a guitar in my hand. And that is like the cheapest therapy in the world. So don't, uh, don't get your priorities out of whack. I always tell people if you're going to start, I have people go, all right, I, I got one podcast. This is great. I want to start another one. The first thing you have to answer is, what are you going to give up? What are you going to give up? Because you still, not only do you have to record it, you got to promote it. You have to promote it. So one other thing to think about, I keep saying one other thing. There's like 51 other things here. If I could just get a sponsor, I want to start a podcast and I want to make some money with it. Do you? I mean, we all like money, but I was talking to Glenn the Geek about this. He goes, that's a whole other level of, hmm, what happens now? What if you're Bandrew and you're just like, uh, time to make the podcast and you still have to do it because you're under contract to put out X amount of episodes. That's when you're like, oh, and that's when you got to ask yourself, is the money you're making on that sponsor worth your sanity? Worth you now being a little grumpier and just walking around kind of hangry to everybody. Is that worth it? So the last thing I want to bring up about this is there are times when the pressure has built up and maybe you are in a situation where you can't not cut back and it's just pounding you down. We lost a comedian this week that was also a podcaster. He was pretty famous. He was in The Hangover he wrote for a lot of shows. The name was Chris, Bro- no, Brody Stevens. And at 48, was battling depression, had been battling depression for a very long time and lost his battle. We'll leave it at that. And so I'm just here to tell you, if you're in a dark place, there are people that want to help you. There are people that are trained to help you and you know them, you hear about it, and you've thought about calling them and I'm here to tell you, call them reach out to them. They can help you. I know it seems helpless right now. I'm here to tell you that there are people that can help pull you through and get you through to the other side. So don't let burnout get the best of you. Hey, don't forget the question of the month is what is your crutch word? And were you able to stop using it? If so, how did you do that? I need this by March 22nd, 2019. And you can either email me, Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com and, you know, record something and just send it on over. Please, please, please put March question in the subject line. That's how I find you later when it's time to make the episode. And also you can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. There's a phone number there if you want to use that. There's a speak pipe if you want to use that. I would love to have your voice on that episode. I would also love to have you on the inside 
of the School of Podcasting. Look, we've got all these courses from how to plan your podcast, how to build your website, how to choose the equipment, how to submit your show to all the directories like Apple Podcasts, how to monetize your podcast if that's what you want to do, how to shape your content, how to organize your content. We've got courses. We've got group coaching. Yeah, every week you can come in and work with me. And then we've got our awesome Facebook community. So courses, coaching, and community. Check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Until next week, where we're going to be talking about rebranding your show. How do I do that? There's some steps you might want to do, and don't overthink it. That's the thing I'm seeing. A lot of people overthinking it. Subscribe at schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care, and God bless. andrewscott.com and ask Andrew, uh, and I can't stop burping. What's up with that? Because looking at them is not going to help you unless you're doing, <clears throat> unless you're choking on peanuts and they look at your feed and they look at your show and then they let you back in. <laughs> Wonderful. Just thinking about getting on a plane is making me sick. Where we're all still enjoying your company and you're happy to be around, and you're not scowling, and you don't have permanent bitch face. I can't say that. If you like what you hear, then go tell somebody.